Well, hello and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Once again, I'm Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today, as our week comes to a close, for our daily devotion, we are in Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. And I want to take a look at the incredible parable that Jesus tells in verses 14 through 30. And it's sometimes called the parable of the talents. And so let me, let me introduce you to the story. Jesus, he's talking about the kingdom of God, the, the kingdom of heaven, what, what it really is like to understand the world the way God has made it and to live in light of that revelation, live in light ultimately of the gospel. And so what you have is you have a master gather three of his servants as he is preparing to go for a long, long journey. And for each of these servants, he entrusts each of them with a, a different amount of, of talents, which would be a kind of finance, financial kind of resources. And so for one, he gives them five talents. For another, he gives them two. And for another, he gives them one. Now, one talent is uh, like 75 pounds. And, and depending on what it was made of, we're talking about small fortunes. This is not a small amount of money, even if you're the one that only has a single talent. And, uh, and so he entrusts them with these resources, and then he goes for his long journey. And, uh, and so right away, the first two, they get to work with investing, and, uh, and the, the third one, with only one talent, he buries his talent in the dirt. Well, long period of time goes by. Long period of time goes by, and the master returns and so naturally the master returns and he, he calls his servants. He says, okay, all right, guys, I'm back. Let's, um, let's talk shop. Would you report to me what you've done with what I've entrusted you, or what I've entrusted to you? And so the first one, he says, master, look, you've given me five and I have doubled it. Here are 10 talents. And the second one, same thing. Master, you've given me two and I have doubled it. Here are, here are the four talents. And I want you to see, let's just see on the text, verses 21 and 23, the master's response to both of these faithful servants. Verses 21 and 23, the same. He says, the master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. What a great response. Well done. You've been a good servant. You have been a faithful servant. In fact, because you've been faithful, I'm going to entrust more to you. This is a great response. And, uh, and not only that, he says, come and celebrate with me. Come enter into the joy of your master. Let's, I mean, you can almost picture like a, a, a first century feast. Like, let's have a party. Let's get out the fattened calf. Let's, let's break out the good wine. Like, let's, let's have an incredible feast. I am so, I'm so proud of you. Well done, good and faithful servant. But then the third servant comes. Third ser- servant comes and he has a different response. Uh, Let's look at the text at his response. Verses 24 and 25. It says, He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. Here, here's what is yours. This servant did nothing. He went and he buried it. 
he went and he hit it. And, and so uh, he he even describes like the the master's character, the master's persona. Let, let's see how the master responds to this. But his master answered him, "You wicked and slothful servant, not good and faithful, wicked and slothful." You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 talents. Verse 29 to 31. For everyone who has more will be given and he will have an abundance But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. And this is the result. You've got, you've got these three servants. And I want you to notice, first of all, that it wasn't the amount given that was that was the deciding factor on their faithfulness. The the first two they had different amounts. They they were both faithful. The issue was the really the the third servant his perception about his master and his described as being wicked and lazy or slothful and, and worthless. See the the point of this is really that that we have been given. We've been given this mission. I mean, Jesus, he is the master in the story. And then you and I, we are, as his disciples, we are the servants in the story. We have a master, Jesus, for his disciples in that moment. He was about to go away and he's, he is away right now. We have a master who has gone away. And this master, he has entrusted us, not simply with financial resources, but he's entrusted us. And, and there is an expectation. See, see we have a mission the mission we're going to see in a few chapters is to make disciples of all nations. See, this actually, this is a great chapter right after yesterday's message in, in Matthew 24, where we saw God's going to be the one that ultimately fulfills his, his mission. But that doesn't mean we sit on our hands and we do nothing about it. In, in fact, it means the opposite. We have, we have a mission. And so faithfulness to the mission is what is expected. We are meant to be faithful to the calling God has placed upon our lives. But not only that, faithfulness to the mission is rewarded. When you, when you are faithful to what God has called you to do, God, he calls you to more. The servant who had five talents, who ended up having 10, and then this unfaithful servant, what ended up happening is, is the resources of the unfaithful one were given to the faithful one. This is just kind of, Common sense, when you're faithful with little, you'll be entrusted with more. This happens when you go to work. This happens when you go to school. This happens in the church. And this happens in the kingdom of God. When you're faithful with little, you'll be entrusted with more. So let's just uh, let's just think, what do you have? What have you been entrusted with? You, you might not be someone who says, man, I got I got bags of money. I'm, I'm just overwhelmingly wealthy. Okay. Let's, let's set that aside for a second. That doesn't mean you have not been entrusted with things. In fact, my, one of my mentors years ago, he used to talk about the four things that every believer has been entrusted with. The first of all is you've been entrusted with truth. 
If you are in Jesus Christ, if you if you believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus, you have been entrusted with the truth of the gospel. You are a believer that Jesus died for your sins, was buried and resurrected. In that message, you have been given new life. You have been born again. You have been made new. And, and the mission for you is that you go and you share that gospel with others. You have been entrusted. You've been entrusted with truth. You've also been entrusted with talent. You have skills and abilities. You you have in a, a personality. You have a temperament. You have relationships that your talent has led you to have. Listen, you have abilities that not everyone else has. Those abilities are God-given. If you have abilities, God expects you, he calls you to use those abilities for his mission. So whether you can be a, you know, a finance broker or you're an auto mechanic, whether you're an encourager or a teacher, whether you stand up and you preach every week or you have just great gifts of showing mercy to those who are hurting. Listen, you have been given these talents, spiritual gifts included, and that means you have been entrusted with these things for the mission. You've been entrusted with these things for the mission. You are to be faithful with the talents you've been given. Now, we can also talk about time. You and I, we, we've been given the same amount of time every single day. There are 24 hours in every single day. And, and we can fill our time with our own selfish pursuits. We can go and we can bury our talents and we can go and we can, what is it that you want to fill your time with? Do you want to fill your time with video games or with TV and with Netflix? Do you want to fill your time with um, whatever pleasures you like to pursue? Do you want to fill your time with your own selfish activities? Listen, you want to fill your time with family time? That's good. You want to fill your time with reading? That's good. You want to fill your time with serving? That's good. The question is, are you using your time? Are you using your time to fulfill the mission that God has given you? You've been entrusted with time. And finally, we can say treasure. You and I have been entrusted with treasure. We have been given financial resources that we're called to use generously for the purposes of the kingdom of God. Remember, just like every ability you have is not because you have manifested that ability, it's God-given. Listen, every dollar you have, every penny you have, it comes from the hand of God. Even if you've earned it all, listen, he's given you the ability to earn it. And so we have to be aware that we are called to invest our financial resources into the things of God. So are you, are you being like these good and faithful servants? Are you taking the truth of the gospel? Are you, taking, are you taking your talents and your time and your financial treasure? Are you taking those things and are you investing them into the kingdom of God in a way that on that day, when you stand before King Jesus, you get to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I think our ancient way for our modern day is to get our eyes on the future day. The future day when we stand before our our Lord and Savior, King Jesus, and we give an account for our lives. And we give an account, and and my, my encouragement, my prayer for you is that you live in light of that day. That you live in light of the account that you give to your King so that you can hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that wraps up our whole week of, of devotions. And uh, next week we'll, we'll continue. We'll finish up Matthew 28 or Matthew through chapter 28, and then we'll jump into the next book. So I look forward to having you back next week.